0: Welcome to Visibility on Purpose, the podcast. We've created a community of business owners with a spiritual backbone who know that they are here to make an impact and be seen on top tier media, create relationships with high profile experts and speak on massive stages. And let's be honest, more exposure equals more money and we are so here for that too. We're Bridget and Lydia, time to step into your visibility era. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Visibility Era. I'm doing a solo episode today. This is your co-founder, Lydia Bagarosa. So I got a very interesting DM this morning. The interesting DM this morning was from a friend of mine who is an amazing writer. She contributes to huge publications like Elle, like BBC. She knows, she finds Bustle. Um, scary mommy. I have worked with her for a number of years on a number of pieces uh, and she knows her way around clearly the media. She's been doing this for a decade, maybe even more. And she DM'd me today as a joke and she's like, Lydia, you guys are doing the Lord's work. (laughs) Like, okay, what are we talking about here? She recently started a new podcast and she's been looking for guests to fulfill her podcast on a very specific topic. So she did what one does. She um, reached out to her resources like me, like a bunch of other media friends, but she also went into Facebook groups where she like podcasting Facebook groups to see if there was any guests in there that made sense for her launch. So she posted about the show and said, hey, if there's anybody who thinks that they are a fit, please um, comment below or DM me. She said she had tons of people reach out and this is the only thing they said to them i would love to be on and so why is that a problem that is a problem (laughs) for multiple reasons one they didn't give them any reason or they didn't give this friend of mine this media contact let's call her sarah they didn't give sarah any reason for her to say yeah i think you'd be a great guest let me invite you on because they just reached out and said, I'd love to be on. They didn't tell them about their business. They didn't position themselves. They didn't share their website, Instagram, nothing, which was very interesting to her and really opened her eyes to, wow, publicists or brands that are learning how to do this themselves, pitch themselves to the media, they would know that they need to immediately give all the assets, right? We're always anticipating needs when it comes to media contacts. We always wanna say, hey, I would love to be a fit. Here's why, here's topics, here's my website so that they can vet into their due diligence. I always say that the best brands, publicists that are reaching out to the media, they're going to anticipate needs and they're going to minimize that back and forth. If even as a consumer or somebody on the other end, If there's a lot of back and forth going around, even to like buy a product or to do anything, do we really want to continue with that process? We'll get bored or we will just be like, hey, this is too much work. I want to back off. So with that being said, today on this solo episode, we are going to talk about all the items that you need in order to reach out to the media. So these are things that we need to have on hand that I call them brand assets, Um, and these will look like. Well, we're going to get into it, right? So all the items you need in order to reach out to the media, I would highly encourage you today, if you are listening, grab a pen and a paper. Um, And you might even think that you have some of these items, but you might be missing one or two. So this episode truly is for everybody. And whenever I go through this with even seasoned brands that have been around for a long time, uh, a lot of you know that I have my own PR agency where I support one-on-one clients. And then of course, Bridget and I do... Uh, Visibility on Purpose, where we teach brands and business owners how to pitch themselves to the media with tons of resources, which many update. If you haven't purchased or been a part of Visibility Era Live, you can purchase the replay on our website. Visibility Era is for anybody who is feeling the fear, but wants to do it anyway. The person, the brand owner, the founder that knows that their brand is meant for big stages or big podcasts or big editorial, but they just haven't quite made the jump to that point yet go do that workshop first it's going to truly truly help you get over any sort of fears so that we can move forward and then we also have the get booked boot camp these are all super low ticket um, i'm talking like we have 37 and 75 right now or what these are, are available for so they're truly a steal get booked boot camp is for those who have been on quite a few podcasts but they're the tiny little ones and we're looking to really get on those huge shows right? Those ones that were like, if I could talk to that guest, I know that I would absolutely kill it. I'm meant to be on this show, go to the Get Booked Bootcamp, but I digress. So anytime I speak to somebody about all the items we need before reaching out to the media, whether they're seasoned or not, um, they end up really thinking about, maybe I should get a new photo shoot, or maybe I should call myself something differently, or maybe I should update my website. So these are conversations where we're allowing ourselves to take time to actually look at our businesses because we get so wrapped up, right? We're always working in our business, we're helping our clients, or um, if we have a product-based business, we are looking at production and making sure that our our clients get all their products and their needs met. And so sometimes we need some time for ourselves and to have that big CEO day, right? Where we get to look at everything and say, okay, Let's make sure that all of our ducks are in a row. So let's get started. The first thing that we need when we are reaching out to the media is we need a credit line. So a credit line, and some of these things are media terms. I'm going to use them just in case a media contact uses them so we know. So I will define them as well. A credit line is simply just our name or our brand name. The titles that we call ourselves, or the titles of like the category of a product. So, you know, if you're a candle brand, it'll be like Madewell candles. And then the description could be like a candle brand or a lifestyle brand. Um, and then it is the website. And yeah, that's about it. So, credit lines for business owners that are service based, because we have a ton in here. I am service based myself. This may look like Lydia Bagarosa publicist, co-founder, and co-founder of Visibility on Purpose, www.visibilityonpurpose.com. So I always say we can play with up to three of these, right? We don't want to overwhelm somebody because a lot of us, especially in like the spiritual communities or the health and wellness communities, we have tons of tools in our toolkit. We use a lot of different things. We might be a certified nutritionist and a and a human design expert, and a trauma informed this, and a manifestation. Like, there's lots and lots and lots of toolkits that we can have NLP practitioner, like, you know, all these different things. So, what do we want to call ourselves? So, this is a great time to think about those three titles. Um, and I would think about what do you want to be known for? So, say I am, I don't know, a business coach, right? And I help a lot of people with business, but I'm also a Akashic Records reader. I would maybe say I'm a business coach, Akashic Records reader and the CEO of X. And also if you don't have a business name, um, you can just leave it out. So for me, for my um, agency, it's just like Lydia Bagarosa LLC. So I'm not going to be telling people that because it's my name, whatever. So my credit line for that business specifically would be Lydia Bagarosa, publicist and branding expert at www.lydiabaggaroza.com. So that's where I would omit the business name, whereas for Visibility on Purpose, I would say co-founder at Visibility on Purpose and then give the website. So if there's anybody live with us, feel free to ask any questions. I know this is going to be on the podcast, obviously, but... Um, If you don't know now you know we always film our podcast episodes live in our Facebook community. There is a link in the show notes. So if you aren't a part of our Facebook community that's where we really share so much content. It's amazing. (laughs) People are talking about media opportunities. We are interviewing top writers top podcast hosts, people that are really expanding their reach through the media so if you want to be a part of this community. I highly suggest joining our Facebook group and you get to be a part of the episodes live. So why not, right? So much value. So that's the credit line piece. Then we're gonna move down to headshots. Um, We need headshots uh, and this is for founders. This is even for product-based businesses if you want to be forward-facing in any way. so. Even I've actually worked with product-based companies in the past where the founders didn't have proper headshots. And we did run into a little bit of challenge and issues because there are times that you want to be maybe on TV, or you want to be on a podcast, or you want to be able to get a full brand interview um, in a magazine, and they're going to ask for your headshots. And so we always need them. I would suggest a portrait mode, so that's like the up and down version, um, landscape, so that's longer on the sides, and a lifestyle image. So lifestyle meaning um, it could be you working with a colleague or typing on the computer, or it could be you frolicking in a, in a field, like whatever, holding your product, something that is a little bit different than just the traditional headshot, right? Just a traditional picture of our face. We always want that to be high resolution. Um, If you are kind of doing grassroots right now, we all have to start somewhere. I did the same thing. We all have really nice phones for the most part. I would say everyone that I know at this point has a beautiful iPhone or Google phone, Samsung, whatever. Take nice headshots or have a friend. Have a partner take it for you and make sure it's high resolution and you can use those pictures. I even had a client who took her own pictures with her iPhone. Let me tell you, I don't know how she did it. I think it was like a ring light slash setup situation, but these looked so amazing and professional. I was absolutely blown away. I'm like, you did not do these. Get out of here. But there are so many ways that we can fake it till we make it right. So I would suggest doing that if that is what you need to do. So next up, um, and I actually kind of blew past this, but this is a huge piece. We need to have a website. (laughs) I know I was talking about it in our credit line. We need to have a website. Um, I know a lot of business coaches out there will tell you, you don't need to start your business with a website. And that is true. I also did the same thing. I was offering my services before I even had my website up. But when we get to a point where we're ready to start expanding our reach through the media, we need to have a website and it should be a really proper representation of who we want to be. So again, that like fake it till we make it thing, when you start getting more visible, you want people to perceive you in the way that you feel is the best version of your brand. So I would suggest either investing in a branding expert or maybe taking YouTube videos or definitely getting yourself on Canva. Um, but create a nice aesthetic website. I wouldn't just throw something together. This is my professional, also a little bit of, um, perfectionism advice, but I have seen so many clients throughout the years, um, start to realize that once they're getting seen, they're like, Oh my God, my website is not what I want it to look like. Like I want it to look like me. It's like old colors or a little bit of a mess. And then they have a little bit of a crisis. So why don't we just tackle that first? work on the website. So we want to have a nice, beautiful brand website. Then next up is our brand summary. I call it a brand summary. I'm sure it can be called lots of other things, but basically it is just a few lines and a summary of what your business does. And these are things to just have on hand. Like I actually, to, for myself, for my clients, I, I have a folder called a PR folder in my Google Drive Some people use their desktop or Dropbox, wherever you store your files and call it PR folder. Have one page that's called your PR checklist. And this is what we're going over today, a PR checklist, basically. So one page with your PR checklist and just write down all these items as you're listening or going along. Um, Or if you're listening in the car or as you're walking, I would suggest replaying this later, sitting down. In front of your computer and just going through this, you have it on hand. I have heard so many feedback stories of thank you so much for going through all of this. I'm so happy I had it in my PR folder because a podcast reached out and they told me that I needed to like get all my items over to them. And I didn't stress because I knew it was all in one place. So why don't we just make our lives easier? And Bridget and I always joke around, but like when we get to a certain point in our business, making our lives easier. And minimizing time that we're spending on things really, really goes a long way in business, especially as entrepreneurs, we're wearing like a thousand different hats, right? So systems, making things easier for ourselves, working smarter, not harder, I'm all about it. So why not have this organized? So brand summary is a few sentences and the things that we wanna hit are the name of our brand, what what services or products you offer, Maybe a little bit else about it. Um, so, and the reason why I'm saying that is if you're like, for example, like a sustainable product-based brand, maybe you want to write something about your sustainable mission and then where they can find everything. Um, if you are product-based, maybe you want it to be, um, maybe you want to let them know that you have items available on Amazon. Maybe you want to let them know that it's available on at Nordstrom, whatever it may be, right? And if you offer a lot of different services, you want to say something like, like, for example, Visibility on Purpose is a media training school for conscious CEOs who are ready to expand their reach, um, uh, build their brand awareness, build their credibility and trust, I'm just doing this on the fly, um, and uh, build a legacy through media exposure our brand offers multiple programs and courses to help you along this journey, something like that. Right. I would do that a little bit better. This is just me on the fly, but see how we're talking about exactly what the business does and what it offers, like the different programs or courses. So if you're a person that offers like maybe products and retreats, we might want to add that in there too. Just a few lines, nothing crazy. Now, Now that we have all these items, we want to move on to the bio. So a bio is, uh, let's think about this. A bio is different. And the reason why I'm like, "Hmm, let's think about this because people do get confused between the brand summary and the bio. Um, And I don't want you to get confused because it's super simple. Brand summary, just a few lines of uh, what our business does and how people can access our products, services, whatever bio. Now our bio is more about who we are as founder. Tons of us, I want to say about 99%, maybe even more um, in this group and this community are, created their business, started their business for a reason. They maybe had some pivotal moment in their life that was like, oh, that was like, okay, this, there's a huge gap in my industry and this needs to be created. So for me and Bridget, for Visibility on Purpose, we realized that there was a gap between business owners that were having successful brands, doing really well, but maybe they weren't in a place where they were able to hire a third-party publicist. Or even maybe they have a really seasoned business, but they didn't know that PR was an option. So we created Visibility on Purpose as a beautiful stepping stone for Business owners to start their media journey today because we felt that, especially in the health and wellness spaces, spirituality spaces, eco conscious spaces, any brand that's making a difference, they need to be in the media. Excuse me. They're the ones, these are the ones that need to be out there. So we created that space. So maybe for you, it was like we have somebody that is an Ayurvedic practitioner and she went through a journey where she realized that the health model that she was going to for support the western medicine wasn't um serving her so she decided to look in other places found ayurveda it healed her and now she uses that exact process of how she healed herself through ayurveda to help her clients and like that is a beautiful bio that talks about the journey we like to say like let's focus on the pivot the pivot is like that place where we realized something was, there was a gap in our industry. And then we decided to work on our business now. We always want to spend more time in bios talking about what we do now, rather than dwelling in the past, not like dwelling, but like rather than staying in the past. And the reason why I say this is we wanna, everything that we do for the media is to help navigate conversations so that we can talk about what we love to do and, we can spend that time really kind of really kind of having control over or navigating the way the media talks about us. So what I'm here I'm going to give an example because I learn best through example and I know there are others out there and I don't want to be like speaking in these like really obscure difficult ways where people are like what is she talking about. So I once upon a time had a conversation with a sustainable chef which was so cool she was like, I love, she was like, Lydia, I love to um, talk about all of the amazing things that you can do in the kitchen to make things sustainable. So like, what do you do with the carrot tops? Do you toss them out typically, right? What do you do with the ends of the onions? What do you do with like all these different pieces that we typically don't think about? And she's like, I create beautiful recipes and options and opportunities to really use all of our items in our refrigerator. And that to me was so interesting. And what's really, really cool is she has a, she had a very like well-versed background in being a chef. She was a um, private chef for celebrities. She worked in New York city at a Michelin star restaurant, which like what a Michelin star restaurant. If you are a foodie, you know what that is. If you don't look it up, but it's like very prestigious awards for restaurants around the world. And what ended up happening was she focused in her bio way too much about the Michelin star experience. Right. And she got invited on a podcast and the podcast host only asked her about her experience as a Michelin star chef, like in these restaurants and what that looked like. And if it was a grueling experience, all this stuff. And by the end of the podcast, She didn't even talk about what she's doing today, what she's passionate about, what she's selling. There was no conversation about being a sustainable chef. And so this is why we always highlight to really focus on the pivot because we never want to be in that situation where we we get the media and it's amazing. And then we get there and they don't even want to talk about what we have to say, what is important to us. And a lot of us, especially in the service-based industry, are very closely connected to what we do. We've maybe had an experience that uh, helps spark what we're doing today. And it's really a passion, a purpose, so many things. So we wanna make sure that we really do focus on our work today and our bio so we're able to talk about it. Okay, so now we've got the credit line, the sexy website, right? (laughs) We have our brand summary, we have our bio, Now we're getting down to topics we want to speak on. This is so important. Um, So when we're thinking about topics that we want to speak on there, these are actually prepping us for interviews. So I always, I'm like, trust the process, write these things down, because trust me, they're going to help you in the long run. Anytime you get asked to be interviewed, whether it be editorial or podcast. More than not, they will ask you questions like, "What can you speak on?" And this is where we get to share these items. So I would take a lot of time and a lot, but like I would take some time thinking about what you want to say. So I would come up with five to ten bullets for yourself and topics that you want to speak on. So for me, um, maybe it, and I call these value points too, because when I think about this, I think of like a resume. You know how everyone tells you and you know all of us have applied to jobs at some point in our life and they're like don't just write a job description when you're writing um descriptions of what you did at a company because they could just look that up like that's not valuable to talk about like if we're gonna say that we worked at a restaurant and we just say like we brought food from the kitchen to our to our guests like yeah everyone does that that is a waiter Like, what kind of value did you bring? Um, I brought a lighthearted experience where we had repeat customers coming back. Like, that is a value point, right? So for us, when we talk about value points, if you want an example for, for PR and what we do, maybe one of the bullet points would be why brand positioning is so important to lead with in your business, and then that also is a value point that sparks a question because if I'm gonna state, state that, somebody on the other end, my interviewer is gonna be like, what is a brand positioning statement? Why is it so important? Tell me about it. Why should we lead with it? Um, another value point may be why niching down is the worst thing you could do for your business. What? What do you mean niching down is the worst thing you can do for your business? Tell me more, right? These are value points that we talk about and we share often that we can provide for guests. So we always want to think about those value points. We want guests and guests, whatever audience members, you get what I'm saying, but these value points are something that would provide a really cool speaking point uh, for the audiences of the media outlet. Because at the end of the day, the media outlet, yes, they're looking for sources, but they're also looking for somebody, a business, a brand, whatever, that can add value to their audience because they're in the business of value, clicks, um, listens. right? That's what they're in the business of. So they're always thinking about their audience. We want to anticipate those needs and help them in coming up with value for their their website or outlet or whatever. So um, I want you to take some time here. A really great way to think about this is, um, to think about even like frameworks of your services. Cause I think a lot of us get overwhelmed, <laughs> um, when we're t- thinking about like speaking points or topics, it's like, oh my God, like, what does my business stand for? And like, what am I going to talk about? So I would even break it down. Like, what are you typically talking about? I have a, um, client or we have a client in on Purpose right now, and she is a spiritual mentor And she does lots and lots of things. But one of her big things that she likes to talk about is shadow work and why shadow work is so important and instrumental for your healing journey. And a lot of people don't know what shadow work is. A lot of people don't know how it can benefit them. A lot of people might not even know how she works with shadow work because a lot of spiritual mentors could approach shadow work really differently. So her value point could be what shadow work is why I integrate it into my work and how it's so transformative for my clients. Like, yes, please. I want to hear about all of those things. I want to hear her description. I want to hear her process. And I want to hear why it's so important and transformative so I can apply this to my life. So that's value. Um, So these are the topics that we feel comfortable speaking on. If you're listening and you're home, take some time, take a pause. I always joke around when we're doing these types of exercises and say, This is a great time. If you're taking time to listen, you might want to actually take this time as like a working time as well. So sit down, write down some notes, write down your topics that you feel comfortable speaking on. I hope that this at least jogs your um, mind a little bit to start thinking about these things for when you're ready to reach out to the media. And if you're somebody who's already in the media a lot and you're just listening to this for fun, you might actually even think about new topics that you want to speak on. Our businesses are always evolving and changing. And the way I talk about PR now is not the way I talked about it last year or the year before. And what's beautiful about business is when we are in business for a certain period of time, we start to see the needs and wants of our audience members. And those can change too. So the way that we serve our content or the way that we talk about our business might adapt Depending on our consumers and what they need to hear and what they need to um, maybe listen to, say, you know, whatever. So I would highly suggest sitting with this. How many times have I said that? I would highly suggest sitting with this. Okay. So let's think. Um, we went through lots of different pieces today. Okay. If you are a product based business owner, I also would suggest getting photos of all of your products on a white background. This is because a lot of magazines like to do their own graphics or might cut out the the background or something like that and they just want it to look really nice and fresh or they just like it on a white background. Lifestyle images are fantastic for lots of placements as well so I would suggest those but if you have pictures whatsoever white background is the way to go for the media. And the last things are to get your social media links in one place. I feel like we have so many social media platforms right now. And so sometimes it may be like, "Man, where is everything? So just put them all down in one sheet. Like for example, I have an Instagram, I have a TikTok, I have a Pinterest, um, I have a LinkedIn. I like forget sometimes, like when they ask you at the end of interviews, so where can we find you? I'm like, I don't know, everywhere? <laughs> So, and now we have threads, right? We might have Twitter. I would write down everything. And it's also great to have this on hand so you can like copy and paste and just give it to the show host if you're requested to be on a podcast or their shows, right? So have that all in one place. Here's another thing that actually I would write down and have on hand. It's something that I get that a lot of people get thrown off by. It's really interesting when your business started a lot of people get thrown off. And it's funny because I always joke around that like business is kind of like dog years in a sense. Like one year feels like seven years. And I've even come up against this as well. People ask like, so when did you start your business in a lot of interviews? And I've even been stuck where I'm like, I don't know. I think it was 2020, could have been 2021, not really sure. And so getting that down on a piece of paper is just going to help us. We're like, all right, cool. I know exactly when my business started. And if anybody asks me this question, I have it here. So write that down for yourself if you don't have it down already. And the last piece is to get your website down. We started this at the beginning or talked about this at the beginning. But um, if you have products and your products retail at other places, I would also write down all the retail links. This would be maybe Amazon, maybe Target, wherever your products are sold, just have it all down. So these are officially all of the items you need before you start reaching out to the media. I'm going to do a quick recap. So we have everything, um, we can remember everything. So we want our credit line. We want our brand summary. We want our bio. We want the topics we feel comfortable speaking on or are interested in talking about. We want our website, our social links, and if you have products, you want pictures of all the products on a white background. All right, guys, we did it. If you have any questions and you are listening to this um, live, feel free to post them underneath in the Facebook group. Again, we always record all of our episodes live, so if you haven't joined us already, in the show notes, there's a Visibility on Purpose community link to Facebook. Definitely join us in there. We are always super, super active posting every single day. There's so much value and content. And thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Visibility Era. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Visibility on Purpose or jump into our free Facebook community. It's called Visibility on Purpose community. Please give us a five-star review, rate us, write us a little comment if you feel so inclined. We are so grateful to have you here on this journey with us.